Welcome to the North Pine Creative Podcast, where we get together and discuss current marketing trends and current ways, modern ways, contemporary ways to market yourself digitally. We're a group of guys that uh, help companies, small, medium, large, non-for-profit, for-profit, to market through their social media, through their website, through their videography, and all other uh, means that might be considered digital. Today, we're going to talk about social media marketing on Instagram, the platform Instagram that I'm sure everybody listening has some account on or some experience with. Today, I am joined by uh, my company co-owners, co-founders, uh, Luke Fleck and Weston Meyer. Say hi, guys. How you doing? Hi. I'm doing good. Hello. Good, good. Well, let me just kick us off with the first question. What is an Instagram influencer and what is the Instagram influencer market? Well, an Instagram influencer, um, by most accounts is anyone that has more than like 10,000 followers or so. There is a category below that, like six to 10, where it's like a micro influencer. But, um, basically what an influencer is, is it's someone who's built up a following on Instagram and is now utilizing that to provide advertisement for different companies that want to sponsor them. Okay. Okay. Luke thoughts. Yeah. I mean, influencers are, it's interesting cause it's new. It's like a modern day celebrity, right? So we think of like, you know, Oh, all these people in Hollywood, Keanu Reeves, like Johnny Depp and, you know, and all these big wig actors and be, with the rise of social media has followed this idea of an influencer, someone who it has a position where they do a specific topic. They talk about something, whether they are you know, talking about fitness or talking about fishing or talking about, you know, painting and those sorts of things. And they're becoming influencers and they're influencing people um, to either get into a topic or explore something. And they grow these massive fan bases. Um, and it's really fun to see because this happens outside of Instagram as well. I think it really mostly took that kind of idea took off on YouTube. Um, but Instagram is the perfect place for it. So they're basically like these mini celebrities almost. Um, and some of them get to the point where they are as big, if not bigger than some of the celebrities we grew up watching on TV. Hmm. So you mean these influencers are not? the celebrities from Hollywood? Some of them are actually. So this is, this might gripe some people on the internet. Um, but yeah, it's, there are influencers can technically be also just the celebrities that you follow who are in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Um, Will Smith is a really good example of that. He has his own YouTube channel. You know, he's on Instagram. They're doing those things. The rock is there, right? The rock posts. I personally don't usually follow a whole lot of celebrities on face on Instagram. Um, but one that I do follow is Henry Cavill. And uh, you might have seen him in like The Witcher or he as his role as Superman. Um, he's kind of one of those guys where, you know, he posts about the things that he loves and the things that he does. And he's a celebrity, but I would also technically classify him as an influencer because, yeah, he's on the social media platform. So it's just a, a new way of kind of like defining what a celebrity is. Right. Because celebrities have kind of always had an influence over, you know, what we wear and fashion trends and those sorts of things. Yeah. So the guy who, hold on, pause. The guy who said 
The guy who's Superman is the guy who starred in The Witcher. Yeah, Geralt. He plays Geralt. Okay, the, this is. I'm just now connecting those dots. So that's yeah. Just a point. It dawned on <laughs> me. I I knew he looked familiar, but it was that long flowing hair that yep. just got me. So off topic. So how many followers do I need to have before I become an an Instagram influencer? Well, I mean, kind of like I said before, like there is like smaller communities that have kind of created like influencers and the more niche um i think that the category that you fit in the smaller that number has to be because those people are like very specifically into that person and so it still might have a marketable audience even if it is below like that six or ten grand that i talked about before but typically uh the definition would be like over ten thousand but even there that's quite a small influencer in comparison to some of the really big ones out there. Luke, what are your thoughts? Yeah, really anywhere from that six to 10 is kind of, you know, where you see kind of those micro influencers. Um, and then at any, t- anything above that, you know, I mean, there are some people that I follow that specifically do a lot with photography and they're only at that, like, you know, in between that six to 10 K and I would consider them an influencer, um, and more specifically a micro influencer, um, and they're helping people and, and, and they have a, have a platform now to kind of like show what they create and show what they like to do. So mm. I think anywhere between that range, you're in a good spot if you're interested in becoming an influencer. And if you're a marketer, it's especially important because there's a lot of, um, positive things that come, can, can come from those micro influencers, um, and those big ones as well. So, and I believe that's something that we're going to kind of get into a little bit more later on, but just keep that in mind that, you know, if you're a small business and you're looking to market on Instagram, Mm -hmm. um, partnering with influencers is a really positive thing. And there's influencers who do literally everything. If you can name it, you can find it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's probably not necessarily an influencer who's like, you know, I'm a roofer, right. But you never know. There could be. You have no idea. Yeah. Well, actually, one of the Instagram influencers that I follow, Buildwit, is a guy who just goes to construction sites and, like, walks around and, like, takes pictures of their big equipment. And he's got, I think he had, like, fifty over 50,000 followers. And he, all he's doing is advertising good construction companies to work for. So Instagram influencers, the content does not need to be complicated. For those of you who are listening and at this point you're just like i just want to market on instagram and you're like when are they going to tell me how to just buy ads you can do ads oh, you can do ads now you can do ads yeah so what they did is um yeah so it pulls up in someone's timeline and feed um and it'll kind of track you because you I mean you'll get stuff from whatever based on you know cookies or little things yeah. in your browser that recognize your history um but yeah, they are doing ads on Instagram now. You can do Instagram campaigns and specific target, uh, specifically target audiences. And it'll when you're scrolling through your feed, it'll just pop up and it'll tell you like shop now or yada yada. And when it first came out, I was like really surprised because I passed one and was like, is that, was that? I didn't follow that person. 
was that an advertisement? And it, it took me by surprise because they integrate it so well into the system where when it first started, you didn't really know if it was an ad or not because that was something that was new to the platform. You but thought it now was just another post. Yeah, but now it's very clearly, you know, this is an advertisement. Um, so you can run ads on Instagram. Um, that is 100% a thing. And Facebook is going to take as much money as they can. And so now they've invaded their platform. Really? Yep. They've started to do that now. So influencer marketing isn't the only thing, but um, I think it's good to have a mixture of both. Oh yeah. So 39% of marketers surveyed with a digital marketing budget above um, half a million plan to increase their influencer marketing budget. So it's like, that's 30, that's almost like half of, of people with half a million dollars to play around with on, on digital marketing are going to increase that into influencer marketing. Cause it's, it's very lucrative. I mean, you look at, um, if you've been on YouTube before, you know, you see people talk about Raycons, right? These little earbuds and stuff. Um, they made their name just off of doing that, right? It's same thing with Raid Shadow Legends, okay? I know it's 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 a joke sometimes, and a lot of people make fun of it, but Raid Shadow Legends has a lot of people that downloaded it because they put money into sponsoring videos and working with influencers. And I guarantee you they did the same thing on Instagram, and they didn't just do it on YouTube, right? So you can do influencer marketing outside of Instagram, um, but for Instagram, I think it's really important to kind of find a balance and not just put all of your money into one thing. Mm -hmm. um, and influencers are pretty open to working with you, especially those micro influencers, right? You'd be like, hey, look, we want to, would you be willing to promote our product? Here is, you know, we'll give you some stuff to try out and you just talk about it and tag us in it, right? Like you can do that or you'd be like, we'll give you this much money and we'll send you a free product, whatever. And a lot of those smaller influencers, like they, they're, they have a fan base, but they're only really going to work with products that they like. So if you got a quality product and they like your stuff, right, they'll do it. Right. And you can usually negotiate um, when you get to those bigger influencers, um, they're going to cost a lot more. Mm. So it's if you have a small budget, stick with those niche ones, right? And spread it out. Don't just go into one influencer. Talk to 10, talk to 20, talk to a ton of them and just whoever yeah. hits, hits, right? Yeah, and here a little bit later on the podcast, we're going to talk about how to find an influencer and get connected with them so that you can start plugging and playing. So for those who are out there who are still like new to Instagram, where they don't even have an Instagram account and they're just trying to learn about it, hashtags is something that confuses some people what are hashtags well hashtags are to put it most simply a way of connecting related posts and by doing that if you are creating a post you do the pound symbol followed by a word or like a small phrase as long as it doesn't have any spaces and what that does is it adds it to essentially a bank of all the other posts that also have that uh, uh, hashtag. And so a lot of times people will follow specific hashtags because they want to see that all the new stuff that is within that, you know, uh, realm, but they don't necessarily want to go through and follow everyone who tags something that's related to whatever. If you just want to see the coolest and the most recent um, stuff of a specific you know, category rather than from a specific person, you can search that tag. 
and some of them produce more clicks than others. And it's relatively easy to find online kind of statistics that will help you choose which uh, hashtags to use. Mm. And with hashtags, it's important that you know that you only have 30 of them. Now, you kind of cheese that. And I you do not recommend Yeah, but in in one text, right? So in the caption, you can only put 30. But you can kind of cheese that, and people do this, and I do not recommend doing this. Um, you can put a ton more down in the comments, right? So you can do another 30 in another comment, and then another 30 under that post in a comment, and people will rack up a ton of them. The reason I don't recommend doing that is because that's kind of a black hat technique. And when I mean black hat, I mean there's like white hat techniques, and there's black hat techniques, and there's kind of in-between gray ones. Um and <clears throat> basically the black hats are like the hackers, the ones trying to do stuff outside of the law and so forth. Um, and it, that term kind of came about due to Google SEO and search engine optimization because they would try and cheese and cheat the algorithm. So that's kind of what they're trying to do. Um, <clears throat> but sticking to those 30 and just using those 30 kind of puts you in this good box because it means one, you're playing by the rules. So the algorithm's going to notice that. Um, and it's going to be able to um, really just focus on those 30 hashtags every single post. Um, and when you're deciding which hashtags to do, go look up different ones, right? Like Weston said, there's tools online to kind of help you look at hashtags. Look at how much that hashtag is used. If it's used 2 million times, the likelihood of that really helping you out is pretty low, right? And your goal should be to kind of get in the top post section, right? So there's top posts, and then there's the most recent when you click on a hashtag or when you search a hashtag. If you're in that top post, right, that's there a lot, and that doesn't just go away right away. So you want to aim for the ones that have um, are going to have the most bang for their buck, and the ones that those are are anywhere from like a thousand to about six to seven thousand uses, right? That's a really good sweet spot. You know that okay, people are using this. There's not three hundred people who are using this, but there's enough people where I can compete in that market, right? And I can compete using those hashtags, um, and then keeping those, and then just repeating those on every single post. And over time, you will see growth. Um, for example, I have done this with an association. And within the first year of just consistently using hashtags, um, we got I got them up to being a point where they doubled their follower count. And it was the right followers. That's another thing. A lot of people think, oh, you got a lot of followers. That's really good. Well, yes, but are they the right followers? Because you don't want to have, you know, about like 100,000 followers and not even half of them are actually interested in your content. I would rather have like 50,000 or even 10,000 or 1,000 followers. 50,000, still, yeah, 50,000 interested. That makes you an influencer. But. It does. But like I would rather, and I'm using it as an example because I'm kind of exaggerating it, but I would rather have a core audience, even if it's 500 to 1,000 people who really love my product, who really love what I do because those people are going to support me and then they're going to tell others and there's going to be growth from that and they're going to be the right followers. So when you're trying to use hashtags to grow your your follower base on Instagram, 
find the hashtags that relate to what you do, right? That are in that nice sweet spot range. Um, I love kind of like the 500,000. It's a really, I love that, that 500 to 600. You can go lower if you want, but um, <clears throat> making sure that like you're reaching the right people and then the right people are following you. And because those people are going to double tap your content, right? They're going to hit that. They're going to like that content. They're going to hit that picture twice on their phone. <clears throat> they're not going to just scroll past it, right? They're actually going to engage with you. They're going to comment on your stuff, those sorts of things. And that's what you want because Instagram loves to see, just like Facebook, Instagram loves to see people having conversations and interacting with you on their platform because that means that they're on that platform for longer. And then that means that they're enjoying what they're seeing, right? So then you're going to get recommended and there's recommended feeds as well. Uh, Instagram will recommend different posts to you based on other interests that you have. And it'll pop up at the end. Let's say you finish your feed and, oh, you've seen all the posts for the last, you know, the last two days, right? Or the last three days. Here's some recommendations. And then they'll show you recommended posts. So that's another way of just being consistent about it would help. And then using those same hashtags and it kind of like hones you in on this market where you'll get recommended to people in that area. I know that's a really long winded answer. It's, it's a lot of information. And I mean, we could literally go yep. into a deep dive into Instagram for like an hour and a half to two hours, even longer, just explaining all the different functionality and all the different tools. Yeah, well, it's all good. It's all good, man. So how do I even make money? On it. Let's say I'm not the company who's trying to market. Let's just say I'm on Instagram and I've got, you know, several hundred, maybe a couple thousand followers. And then people are telling me I can make money. And I'm just out here trying to figure out how do I make money? So let's say I'm an up and coming Instagram influencer or I've kind of fumbled into it. How do I make money? Unlike YouTube and some other, even some other social media apps, uh, you can't directly monetize your account. Uh, that being said, obviously if you're a business account and you're advertising your products, you're going to get revenue through clicks as long as your audience is clicking. Um, that being said, kind of what we've talked about so far today, Instagram influencers. And that's, that's kind of the key to making money on Instagram is building an audience up big enough that a business decides it is worth it for us to advertise our product on this platform. And that, I mean, also it doesn't just include the quantity of people. It also includes your engagement and if they're all the right people. And so businesses actually take a look at, is this account legitimate? Because there are places where you can buy followers, but they're not going to engage. They're not going to be uh, like an active part of your Instagram. That's just another number to put up on the board. Another thing that's relatively new, uh, they introduced in Instagram shopping, and I'm not incredibly familiar with it, but I have talked to Luke about it. I'll throw that to you. What What is Instagram shopping? How does that work? Do you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's really cool. So um, before, um, you had to have like uh, about 10 followers, and Instagram doesn't allow you to actually post links, right? So if you put a link in your comment or something, it doesn't work. Um, but now with the COVID pandemic, as well as, you know, small businesses needing help and those sorts of things, they've introduced this idea of Instagram shopping, 
where you can basically set up your Instagram to show products from your website. And there's an approval process you have to go to go through. Um, you have to have, uh, you know, all the payments and the processes processing be on your e-commerce site. Um, but it get gets linked into Instagram. So you can be selling products of on your uh, from your e-commerce website through Instagram. And so if you have merchandise, especially if you're an influencer, merchandise is a really great way to make money. Um, if you are a business, right, you can be selling your products directly through Instagram. Um, and it will, like I said, all the payment and processing and everything goes through your website. Um, but it's something that you, everyone can pretty much sign up for and you do have to meet the list of requirements. Um, and you have to have a, uh, business account through Instagram. Um, but that is another really great way to make money. And if you are an influencer out there or working towards that, or if you are a business on Instagram, you need to have an Instagram business account because it is going to give you analytics. It is going to give you so much more functionality. It's going to give you posting times. It's going to tell you where your followers are from. Um, and it also gives you the ability to do um, sponsored or partnered posts. Um, so if you are an influencer, you need to uh, say when a post is sponsored, right? Mm. And one of the ways that Instagram does that <laughs> is partnered posts. Um, so then you basically ensure that there's actually some transparency, right? Because there was a big problem for a long time of um, people paying influencers to talk about their product and then they won't say anything negative about it. And it's very misleading and it turns out the product is garbage and straight just trash but they got paid to say something nice. So then you had all these people who were deceived by this person that they trust. Um, and it became a really big issue, especially on YouTube as well, um, around that whole idea because there's a lot of kids on YouTube and they don't really necessarily understand that it's an advertisement. Um, and you know, most adults realize, oh, this is an advertisement. So it brought up some issues with that. So that was one of the ways that Instagram corrected that was adding in that partner feature, mm. but definitely check out Instagram shopping and move to an, uh, a business Instagram account. You will mm. not regret it. Okay. So what are the differences between how an individual who's got their, you know, their Instagram account makes money and how a business makes money on Instagram? There's no real difference. It's the same avenues. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of two ways. You either partner with brands, right, themselves, and you have your own products, or you are a brand and you're selling your own products. Um, so those are kind of the two biggest ways because you can't monetize your account per se. Mm. So you have to find other ways to do it. So if you're an you know an influencer, you can sell your products and partner with brands, just like a brand can partner with another brand, or they can also sell their products. So mm. um, influencers are kind of their own brand, right? It's a business. So those are kind of the two major ways to make money on Instagram. Outside of that, it's a great platform to build awareness for your brand, as well as redirect um, people to your site, right? 
um, whether that be YouTube, whether that be, you know, if you're selling entertainment, uh, whether that be your e-commerce, whether you're trying to generate leads for something, um, it, that's, that's another way. So you're not directly making money on Instagram as a platform, but it's helping you market your business to be able to see leads generated through that. Mm, okay. Okay. So what are ways that like a business can in, you know, use, utilizes Instagram that an individual wouldn't? So let's say I'm, I'm not some new guy who's new to Instagram. I'm some like director of marketing, but I'm not into like, I'm still new to digital marketing and the CEO has told me to get into influencers. How, how does a company, how does a business person even get into that? Yeah. So, I mean, just from a simple Google search, you can find a couple different sites where you can find stuff. Uh, one example is a website called Grin, and that appears to be kind of a front to end. Um, we'll help you find influencers uh, and you can pay through our platform and all of that. Uh, otherwise, there are other websites, uh, one called Heapsy. Uh, which is also for finding influencers, and then one called Easy, spelled I-Z-E-A. And that one advertises to be a uh, free uh, site where you can find influencers. And so I think a lot of it you could find through these sites, but also if you're already active on Instagram, there's no reason you shouldn't just look through your followers, people who already like what you do and see if any of them fit that category of an influencer and see, Hey, have they, have they done this before? What does their content look like? Does this match our brand? And if it does reach out to them because they've already shown an interest in your product and I'm sure that they would love to be paid to support something they already like. So yeah, let's continue down that path. How do yeah. I, let's say I have come in contact with someone. All right, this person's got, 6,000 plus or 10,000 plus followers, and I want to use them as an Instagram follower to market my product. How do I do that? Just reach out to them. I mean, uh, you'd have to set up, I guess, a contract if you were doing it completely independently. But uh, if you were contacting them through some of these sites that I listed before, like Grin, um, it'll kind of help uh speed up that process where they already have the contracts and the payment system set up. And then once that good is delivered or the, I mean, the advertisement is delivered, uh, the money gets given to the influencers and that kind of protects both the influencer and the business mm -hmm. in those situations. Otherwise, if it's someone that you trust, yeah, I mean, you could send them money and kind of write up a basic contract, uh, Honestly, there's not too many loopholes. It's pretty easy. You pay someone, they give you what you paid for. A, pr a promo in there. Yeah. Regular video. Okay. All right. Luke, exactly. do you have any thoughts? Yeah. I mean, it's just like Weston said, you know, it's pretty straightforward. It's not overly complicated. It's basically just a business agreement between two individuals, you know, and you can make that agreement into whatever you want it to be. You can just give them free product and they promote it. You can pay them and they can promote it. You know, you can do a combination of both. Whatever those terms of agreement are, you guys have to come up with together. And like Weston said, Grimm's exists. And it's a great platform because you're able to actually like, you know, 
make sure you're not just going to get screwed over by someone. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and making sure that both parties are not going to get screwed over and they're actually getting what they both agreed upon. Mm. Um, so that's kind of, that, that's kind of it. It's not overly complicated. Um, I mean, you can make it overly complicated, but the, the idea of it is very simple. Um, applying it could be a little bit more difficult because you do have those negotiation processes. If you just go, oh, well, we just want to talk to them directly. Um, but at the exact same point, if you go through a service that already uh, does that, then it kind of takes a lot of the hassle out of it. So it kind of depends on what you want to do. Um, I believe uh, that Grins charges for their platform. Um, so they will take a cut. Um, in some shape or form. So you will be paying for that, but you always have that extra security of, I know that they're going to fulfill and I know that there's processes to report and such if they're, if that those things don't go through as were per the agreement. Okay. Luke, what is Social Blade? Social Blade. Oh, it's a fantastic plugin that you can um, attach to your browser um, and you can, or you can go to the website and basically look up um, different statistics, uh, you, how many people are viewing this, uh, you know, what's uh, over the period of time, um, how many followers have they gained, lost those sorts of things. And I believe Weston's really familiar with this. A lot of YouTubers use it. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can add the extension onto Chrome for free. So I'm going to turn it over to Weston and he can kind of, uh, go in deeper. Yeah. Um, on a surface level, that's that's about right. Uh, Social Blade, uh, you don't necessarily have to have uh, the browser. You could go straight to their website and look things up. But what it does is it allows um, basically anyone to look up, hey, this influencer on this site, what are their statistics? And it essentially gives you most of the statistics that you would get um, basically on your own page. Um, but now you can view them from other people. So if you are a business trying to look at, hey, is this someone I should be investing in? And it's look looks like their followers are great, but then you look up their social blade and there's like almost no engagement. Then you know, okay, this is not a legitimate um, influencer. And so honestly, it's not even that hard to use. Uh, you just type in the name and the website that you are trying to pull up and it'll give you the statistics and there's several different charts throughout the page that can give you uh, a good grip on like when was this growth taking place what kind of content was being ta- uh, put out at that time it's great for marketers even if you're just trying to look at some of your like opposition or your competitors just kind of what are they doing what's working for them uh, what is this industry doing uh, it, it just provides a great um, way to look at um, and analyze uh, content without you having to necessarily post it. So you can you can kind of do A-B testing by looking at, okay, what did this person post this day? How much did they get? And then look at what they did the next day when they had less like engagement. It's like, what's the difference between these posts? And I guess it just allows you to kind of uh, refresh your marketing chops and figure out what are people interested in? What are the current trends? Nice, nice. Well, folks, that's all we have for the topic of Instagram. Luke Weston, do you have any closing thoughts you wanted to share? It's worth doing. I mean, if you're not on Instagram, just do it now. 
You know, I mean, there's so many amazing benefits to it, whether you are a brand, whether you are a influencer, whatever it might be, people are starting to spend more money on it, right? We talked about the 39% of marketers with that half a million dollar budget are going to put more money into that influencer category and 17% are going to spend more than 1 million on it um, in, in the next coming year. And it's like, that's, that's insane. You know, to think that influencers, uh, one, now are a thing, but then two, it's an opportunity for both parties. So I'd say, you know, go for it, give it a shot. And consistency is key, right? Do not expect your first Instagram post to get like 20 likes and like get you like 50 followers or something, right? It takes time to build up your Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. Do not think that it's going to be an overnight thing. I think a lot of times it's really easy, especially with TikTok, which is a really easy platform to grow fast on. Like when I mean fast, I mean fast. So one of my roommates is an actor and he does TikToks and he's like, does a few of them and he'll get anywhere from a thousand to like a thousand people viewing one TikTok. And then his follower count keeps increasing pretty steadily. And it's very easy to find an audience on that platform and gain people. But on like Instagram and Facebook and stuff, it takes a little bit more time and you got to play the game and you got to be consistent. And that is the key is consistency is key. Anytime Mm -hmm. I talk to people about getting their social media up and running, I talk about three principles that you have to think through when doing that. And one of them is consistency. Um, so yeah, just start doing it and be consistent about doing it. And if something play around with the two, if something, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm not really getting a whole lot of traction on this. Well, let's switch up the strategy and try this because a lot of Instagram marketing and a lot of social media marketing is trial and error. What's working. What's not let's repivot and let's do it again. All right. Alrighty. Weston, do you have any closing thoughts? I would say influencer marketing is great. Um, It doesn't do you a lot of good if you don't have a presence yourself or if, you know, the the pages that you're advertising don't look good and they're not going to convert. So just like everything else, just make sure to pay attention to your own content and make sure it's optimized before you shill out a whole bunch of money to one influencer or something like that. Just like with any other investment, try to diversify what you're doing and ensure that you are paying attention to each step of the way. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, thanks, Luke. Thanks, Weston. Again, this is the North Pine Creative Podcast. We're the one-stop shop. If you want to come and enhance the digital marketing that your company can do to get your product and service out there. So if you need a website, need some professional management of your social media accounts, give us an email, give us a call, give us a shout out. You can visit us at northpinecreative.com. That's northpinecreative.com. Thanks for listening to the North Pine Creative Podcast. Please like and subscribe and tune in next time.